You know, it's the lake they used to call Gitchagumi. Gitchagumi? What is Gitchagumi? Do you not know Gordon Lightfoot's Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald? <laughs> oh, I do know Wreck of the Edmund the, um, uh, so like Fitzgerald. I do know that First song. stanza. The big lake they called Gitchagumi. You know what? I totally forgot about that. Uh, even as you say it, I'm not, I don't hear it in my, in my mind. Well, I'm not going to sing it. <laughs> Welcome to the Faith, Finances, and F-Bombs podcast, where we inspire you to manage your money, find your soul, and cover your ears. Join host Hartley Wright, a certified spiritual director, and Kevin Bartolacci, director of research and education at Sunvold Financial Investment Advisory Firm. Together, they hope to help you discover the benefits of enriching your life as they entertain one another, and hopefully you too. You know, we just had an 80-degree temperature change yes. here in our hometown. So, listener, I, know, I think we mentioned this before. We live in the middle of the state, or the middle of the country. We topped out with two record highs on Monday and Tuesday this week. Temperatures. Temperature Fahrenheit. Record high temperatures, record not high record high closes on the S&P that's 500. Record high temperatures for these dates. And then this morning when I got up, the wind chill was 3 we went from 80 right. degrees to three in less than 24 hours. I'm telling you, this is just what we live with. And I'll bet that most of the population in the United States goes, there's no way your temperature changed 80 degrees in 12 hours. Oh, come on. But people, it, it happens. Yes. So here's what I've thought about. Crazy idea. I'm going to throw it out there for any of our listeners that have lots of money and don't know what to do with it unless you want me to invest it for you. But if you want to do it yourself, here's an idea. At one time, Ted Turner was the largest landowner in the United States outside the U.S. government. I think he's dead. Where Ted Turner's alive. Oops. How old is he now? 85. Oh, that's it? Ted Turner's 85. I think he was so much older. I mean, he's just a... He's just a couple years years older than than you. (laughs) Yeah. So here's where I want to go with this. I have, for a long time, thought I hate cold weather. And I've said to my wife... She grew up in Southern California. I said to her, look, after the passing of my second, my last parent, which I do have one left, right. I'll consider moving anywhere to get out of this cold weather. But I'm not going to move somewhere north of Missouri. I'm going to move somewhere south, southeast, southwest. All right. So you got, you got my geography that I'm looking at. I've just realized because of climate change, I won't have to move to get out of the cold weather. We just went through like a record high February. We hardly had any cold weather in January. We had like one week where it was unbearable. I can just stay here in the exact home I'm in now, and I won't have to worry about winter anymore in, say, 25 years. It keeps getting warmer and warmer and warmer. It does keep getting warmer and warmer, and we we have not had a traditional winter here forever. I have not. Shovel snow for three consecutive seasons. Yes, I want to say 2021. The winter. That'd be the last time I shoveled. The winter of 20 and 21. Correct. But specifically in January and February of 21, was incredibly cold and we had a lot of snow. Yep. That was the last traditional winter. But prior to that, I don't think we had a really strong one in 20. Nothing like when you and I grew up. Nothing Nothing like that. Nothing. So, So. 25 years from now, what I'm saying is Florida's underwater. 
because sea levels have risen. We don't have to worry about them as lakefront property or coastal property because they won't exist. That water keeps moving, encroaching in now you're further getting, into now the United States. Now you're getting States. political. Now you're bringing up some controversial subjects. Go ahead. I'm just saying the good news for me is I won't have to move. I might have beachfront property at my exact house in 30 years. You're not going to have beachfront property at your house. Damn it. There goes my in plan. In 30 years. You're not going to have beachfront property. I thought property. I could stay no. right where I'm at and have my- No, my, not, you're not going to have beachfront property. The value of my home go property. up 100 times because no. I'd have beachfront property. No, that is not going to well, happen. Well, shoot. You just ruined my day. Speaking of Shoreline, I read on our local news station, KOMU local news. TV.com, HGTV is going to do an eight-episode series in the Lake of the Ozarks. HGTV? Mm-hmm. They're following six realtors on in Lake of the Ozarks. Oh, really? And how they go about selling lakefront property. For those of you that don't know, and I have stated this before, and I've got some pushback from, I won't say who, we have more coastline we do. than California. We have more coastline than Florida. Well, I, I don't know I about California. It, it's, a, it's in the article. But I remember this at one time when I first read it. I think we have more coastline in any state in the contiguous 48. Kevin, you are right. I just read that's more shoreline than the coast of California. But so, so when I tell my uh, West Coast relatives, you know, we have more shoreline than you do. I know they don't believe me. <laughs> well, why would they? That seems very ab- absurd. And yet, it's true. Listener, this is specifically for our listener in the UK who may have never visited. The Lake of the Ozarks is lakes that already existed, took the streams of these lakes, and they basically made a man-made lake to produce and generate power by harnessing power of the water through dams. The Bagnell Dam and there's the Truman Dam. And those two dams are 93 miles apart. We call the Lake of the Ozarks all of that area that this lake area runs through from dam to dam. But shore length is 1,150 miles. Yeah. Pull it up on Google Maps. You'll see what we're talking about. It looks like a lot of lakes on a spider. Or, or like a dragon. We, or a centipede because there's so many of them. Right. That's how we get so much coastal qualified is coastal shoreline. 54,000 acres. I shouldn't say coastal. Shoreline. Shoreline. It's One, amazing. 1,927,000 acres a foot of water volume. Yeah. Wow. So here's what I would contend as well. In addition to that lake, we have others that are man-made. We do. So you start adding all those up as shoreline, no wonder we kick California's ass. Which would make me wonder about Minnesota. I mean, their nickname is the land of a thousand lakes. Yes. Is it a thousand lakes or 10,000 lakes? Land of 10,000 lakes. It's probably 10,000 lakes. I think it's land of 10,000 lakes. Well, they have 10,000 lakes. They'll have more than we have. They must have more shoreline yeah, than we have. And let's not forget, forget how many bodies of water New York State has, especially when you consider the Hudson River. Right. Now, we have two major rivers. Mississippi and Missouri. Osage is a pretty good one. That's what they dammed up to create. Yeah, Lake of the, the Osage River is the Lake of the Ozarks, yeah. I mean, we have a lot of water here, but you just wouldn't think of it given the fact we're sitting plumb in the middle of the United States. Where we have an 80-degree difference in temperature. In less than 24 hours. In less than 24 hours. I'm going to say but about more 14 shoreline, hours. But more shoreline than more shoreline, California. We got it all. And our state motto, like really? the land of 10,000 lakes, I think that's a motto. Ours is the show me state, Correct. which- has been misinterpreted so many times, but it's basically from Truman. No, it was a state legislator. Who said, I'm from Missouri, so You'll you have, have to, to show, show me. me. Yeah. It's interesting how Truman state mottos come up. Because people hear Chicago, the Windy City, yeah. they think of the wind that is in Chicago. It has nothing to do with that. It was from a political source as well. All of the politicians that were yeah. debating. <laughs> but don't they also have like broad shoulders? Isn't that one of theirs? I don't know. They have the, the, listeners they have the cubs and the socks. I know they have that. Yeah. 
extra material for the listener today. You're getting yes, that's lessons. right. I have no idea how this episode has even been structured to this point. It doesn't matter. That's our thing. <laughs> it really doesn't we matter. We are as free-flowing as the Missouri River. I wonder but who don't has tell the, the Army Corps of Engineers that. Army Corps of Engineers and Lake of the Ozarks. Let's just keep the conversation going. Yeah. This Lake of the Ozarks is the only area of its kind where you can own property on the shoreline, where you can own lakefront property. Now, that is a stated fact. However, on the Fox River, the Fox River in Chicago, there's houses that are on the Fox River. In Minnesota, there are houses on there. So that makes me wonder if that law is actually a law. Maybe the law is that we own, we are able to own our property, homes on the property, and the property that's right there on the water. And maybe in these other places, they cannot own the actual property on the water. I don't know. I wish I hadn't have brought this up now because I don't have the exact fact for me, I know that any the original court, owner was Union Electric. Yeah, any core and Union Electric were selling. Yeah, selling property. Sure, and then it and then ultimately the project was guided by the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers. Right, realizing what was happening to the Lake of the Ozarks as a result of people buying property, they said we're going to put an end to this. And so, any other project that they are overseeing, they they prohibited. No one could buy property uh. in those areas. Okay, because that's a U.S. governmental agency right. now profiting right. a and, private company. And at the time that they took over, it was so out of control sure. here at the Lake of the Ozarks, yeah. they couldn't do anything about it. So I they said, you. all right. So any of the can, projects what we can that do the is, Corps has worked on, right, they have not prohibited for exactly. individual resale. Exactly. And then what- Once again, we, what, were, we were first. That's right. And what they did, they said, we can, all we can do is really regulate this. And so that's what they've done. They've regulated it. Got it. And so really the regulations of the lake are from Ameren and the Corps of Engineers. Yeah. For those of you who don't know Ameren, Ameren bought Union Electric. They merged yeah. years ago. All right. Well, that was, when, I actually enjoyed that trip. I'm just curious. What state has the most miles of shoreline on a single lake? You know, it's the lake they used to call Gitchagumi. Gitchagumi? <laughs> what is Gitchagumi? Do you not know Gordon Lightfoot's wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald? Oh, I do know Wreck of the End of the MF. Uh, it's like the wreck, first, I do know that first song. stanza. The big lake they called Gitchagumi. You know what? I totally forgot about that. Even as you say it, I'm not I don't hear it in my in my mind. Well, I'm not gonna sing it. Lake of the Woods takes the cake for the longest shoreline in the US, stretching twenty-five thousand miles. Wow. However, if you also count the shoreline of its tens of thousands of islands. Right. 14,522 to be exact. That number reaches 65,000. And where is this located? Bordering Minnesota and Canada. And Canada. Lake of the Woods is a beautiful area with a lesser known but sizable and affordable real estate market. Unfortunately, they're too damn cold for me, so there's no (laughs) way I'm moving there. And the Lake of the Ozarks is officially the largest lake in the United States of America. I didn't know there was a Lake of the Woods in Minnesota. You know, I, I, I play golf at Lake of the Woods here, but there's not much. And some people live yeah. on the Lake of the Woods. They do here. They sure do. I've hit uh, I've hit balls into their yard. I can not show much you shoreline there. I can tell you that a picture of life in the Finger Lakes, and you look at that picture, and it looks exactly like a spot on the Lake of the Ozarks. It's, I agree, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, and it, and it looks like that. And for you listeners that are here in. Our location in Columbia, Missouri, this is not the Finger Lake State Park just north no, of 63. No, it is This not. is in New York State. Yes, in New York State, the Finger Lakes. And this aerial photo that I'm looking yeah. at 
Looks just Looks like it really could be familiar, taken doesn't it? at the Lake of the Ozarks. Except I think exactly those right. were formed by glaciers. I think you're right. Instead of the Army I Corps believe, of Engineers. Yeah, I do believe you are correct. <laughs> well, the Army's behind everything. Yes. Do you have anything that's aggravating you want to talk about? The F-bomb? Just one thing. We've talked about it before. Next week, we start the roll cart. My Trash Day is Wednesday. This is the day we had the 36 to 45 mile power winds. Yes. And all I could think about this morning as I was taking my trash bag out to the curb was, if this was next week, how many of these carts would be on their side? <laughs> Let me be up. clear. That would not dissuade me from still right. being supportive of the program. Right. But I just wondered, because I know this isn't statistically possible, but it seems like Wednesdays, Tuesday night into Wednesday morning, is always the windiest period of the week. Yeah, who knows? So we'll, I'm just curious how it'll turn out. Not really an F-bomb, just a curiosity. Yeah, yeah. What about you? I, I don't, but just for the sake of the listener and for you to enjoy, not the last flight that I took, but the my flight from Charlotte to, it was a very full flight. We were flying on American Airlines. It was a very full flight. I explained Charlotte. Our group was seated mostly together near the rear of the plane. So because we were at the rear of the plane, we were among the last to get on. Now, right. with that mention, I would just like to insert F-bomb here. Why we do not load planes from the rear to the front I get some of that reason. So let me just go ahead and take care. What is let it? me Your take care. Let that. me take care of the first class passengers so that I do not offend them. Bing. Board the first class passengers, then board from the rear to the front. And it seems to me when I was mere but a young lad and was first flying early in life, it seemed like that that's what they did. Doesn't it just make logical sense to board it does. the rear of the so plane? So now you got me kind of hyped up. Thank I you. haven't flown but one time since COVID. Okay. Because the airlines pissed me off so bad. Listener, I know this seems weird, but I'd rather drive to upstate New York than fly now because they irritated me so much. So that's what I do. Tell However, me. this has been when we flew more often is driving me crazy how inefficient the boarding is. Obviously, it makes more sense to board from the back to the front. Yes. But you hit on a real key there with the first class. They're wanting to get on first and settle down. And, so, and they can okay, still do that. Fine. But here's what I'm going to say to you. As someone who's only sat in first class one time in his life, that's because the airlines lost my luggage. And that was my reward coming home after my luggage had been gone for a week. They let me sit in first class. I've only done it one time. And to be completely transparent, that first class was upstairs. Oh, yeah. I wasn't even having to wait for people to walk by me. Right. I would take the time to explain to listeners about the upstairs of an airplane, (laughs) but but I do believe that most of our listeners are probably older than younger. Interestingly enough, in the TWA Museum, they have- That's what I was on, TWA. uh, I was going to ask if you were on TWA, because I know that they had those, because they still have some models that you can see on that upstairs level, the first class, and the washrooms and sleeping cabins on that second level. Yeah, it was TWA, and it was the summer of 1992, and it was my first trip to Italy, and they lost my bag, and it was gone a week. And when they finally got it back to me, I had to go pick it up at a train station. I mean, you know how Europe is. So I'm like, that's cool. And then uh, on my return flight home, they said, hey, we're going to upgrade you to first class because we, you know, lost your bag. It went to Spain. But here's what I'm thinking about. If I were the type to be a first class all the time, I kind of think I'd want to be the last one on. Really? Yeah. Why do I want all those well, people walking by? Exactly. And they and they do sit there and they have to. Now, granted, they do get some service. Like they'll go ahead you and get their still get drink service. orders. I'd want to spend the least amount of time on there as possible, which would mean I'd want to board last and get off first. I get that. And I want to get served first. I get that. And they could do that. Yeah, that's possible. Because, I mean, every time I walk past people, I'm looking at them like, hey, 
Right. Yeah. Do I know Everybody's you? looking at Should them. I know you? And Who some you? of them are looking back or they're yeah. or they're, they're pretty preoccupied. Ignoring me. Exactly. Which is their right. Yeah. But I'm just saying, if if I were a first class person, if I couldn't sit upstairs by myself, right. I'd want to be last one on. Because I don't want to dick with that. You guys go ahead. I'll get on. Trust me, they're not going to leave before I get on. That'd be my attitude. <laughs> exactly. They're not going yeah, until I'm Yeah, there'd be some entitlement on. that was That's going right. on in there. I would say, trust me, you go ahead. They'll, <laughs> they'll wait for me. I've flown first class probably seven, eight times. Dang, look at you. I feel honored to be in the same room. With oh, you. wow. The very first time I flew in first class, I think Kelly and I wanted to get on an earlier flight, so we went on standby. Mm-hmm. And surprisingly... The seats that we were granted were in first class. Nice. And you're really going to love this one because it happened accidentally. But my family to this day does not think it was an accident. I booked the flights. I booked them on miles. And somehow accidentally, if there was any intention to this, it was to put Kelly and I in first class. But what ended up happening was, was it first class or was it just business? It might have been first class. You had class. a better seat. I had a much better seat. Than the other three. Than the other three. They, to this day, do not believe that that was an accident. But truly, honestly, as surely as the Lord lives on the existence of this podcast, it was not meant to be intentional for that to happen. But I got really sidetracked. And maybe I'll save that story for another time okay. of the flight. From Jamaica, this this flight attendant. I will save it because it's it, it's enough. That'll get you going. All right, we'll talk about that. Perfect. So. I'll give you the update on the market. All right, we are officially at thirteen new record highs on the S and P five hundred as of today's close, which is two twenty eight twenty four. We have thirteen. Speaking of record highs, another guess. We have another. We have another guess. So our contestants are growing. So I'm going to send you this. Okay. Well, something just popped in. Yep, that was, so that was the statement, and then there is the link. I received this this morning. Oh, there it is. It seems to me, given what his actual text message is, of knowing what accounting firm is monitoring the cont- contest results. Who's, uh, oh, is this the article that talks about the new highs? He's got 13. He's got 0 and 23, just like I said. Oh, he does have 70 in 2021. I think, I think we said the all-time high was 66. My guess would be... That our listener from Chicago is comparing your total of 66 to 70. I think. We agree on 22, 23, and 24. Okay, so that's just a, maybe that's just a little, uh, it's an adjustment. And that was posted February 27th by Ben Carlson. So that is up to date as we have because yesterday was the 27th and the market was down. Today the market's down. So yeah, we're good. And the data that I'm extracting this from is a Wall Street Journal. Okay. That's been my source. Okay. Listeners can always go to the show notes. We on our episode last week we just put how many trading days were left and yeah, I think what so. the high was. In the actual podcast, I think you said we had eleven highs, but in the show notes we said twelve because you had confirmed. Well, thirteen. Through two months. That's not bad. Thirteen in two months, and my guess was eighteen. I still think we're gonna pass eighteen. I would be shocked if we don't. Anything could happen. I mean, every single day, one little piece of data could drive this thing the other direction pretty quickly. Well, we can move on from that because yep. I don't think we want to. Yep. We certainly don't want to be where we talk about the contest on every single. Yep. All right. So the only other financial news, we had something occurring that I'll just mention. We won't go into a lot of depth. Walmart did a three-for-one split Monday morning. So those of you that owned Walmart shares, Monday morning you had three times as much at one-third the value. So your account balance didn't change. You just had three times as many shares, and your value went down two-thirds. Okay, I'll pretend I understand what you just said. Actually, I just need to think about that. Oh, if you had 1,000 shares, you now have 3,000. 
but the value of those yeah. shares did not change. Yeah, they did change. If it was worth $150, it's now worth 50. So they tripled tripled the shares and cut the price and cut the price. Two thirds. Because Walmart is a dividend paying stock, the dividend yield will reduce accordingly, proportionately. However, the board of directors is discussing having an 8% dividend increase. Therefore, your three times as many stocks shares will actually benefit you if they increase the dividend. If they don't increase the dividend, you receive no benefit as a shareholder. Just want people to understand that. The other thing that's happening is Walgreens Boots Alliance. We here in the States just call Walgreens. We can talk about where the Boots Alliance came from another time. That was a merger with a foreign company. It will be removed from the Dow Jones Industrial Average, and Amazon will take its place. Amazon will take Walgreens? On the Dow. We'll save that for another discussion another time. I just wanted to give you that, hey, here's what's coming, and leave you wanting something. I want you to tune back in when one of these days, which I will not disclose when. I will explain that. And you'll just have to listen to every episode to make sure that you don't miss it. Well, hopefully that's not too burdensome for you, listener, to listen to every episode. <laughs> the debate on that and the decision on that really is, well, the answer lies in your hands. Listener, can you believe that it is March 1st? At the time you listen to this, it's March 1st. I, for one, can't believe March is here so quick. I can. This has been the fastest January, February I've ever experienced in my life. I, same here. I don't normally hear people say this about this time of year, but I've heard two or three people comment on how fast it has moved this year. I don't know why everyone feels that is. Because the truth of the matter is, time is passing the way it always has in terms of the calendar unfolding. Yeah, I mean, we have one extra day this year. Well, wouldn't that go against what I'm saying? That, okay, it got here really fast, but thank God we had that extra day. I'm just saying. Listener, welcome. It's March 1st. What did you do with your extra day yesterday? (laughs) I want to discuss all this behavior. I can talk about faith and follow up for those listeners who may be taking up prayer, as was suggested last week. I also am aware that you had brought something to my attention that right. you wanted me to right. unpack, which I think can easily be a very uh, a very faith-based conversation. If you don't mind, yeah. I- I'm still trying to wrap my mind around it from the legal ruling. I can't remember what day it was, but courts in Alabama ruled that IVF eggs are people. And that has sent some shockwaves through certain communities. And as is so often the case in sociological terms, we've got this lag with technology and behavioral norms. Right. And my sense is that I could look at this from a sociological perspective and go, oh, okay. We've never really had to deal with this in the 16th, 17th, 18th, and 19th century because you weren't able to freeze embryos. But I wanted you to try to tackle, I knew it was a tall order, was to say, how does this impact faith? Or where does it fit in this discussion? This ruling specifically. In the faith-based community, what do you think this will do in the faith part of our lives? Yeah, it's very interesting because I think we have to look at in vitro fertilization. That's what the IVF is. Not wanting to assume that everyone listening would That's know. That's a good point. We first have to look at what does that look like biblically and from a faith standpoint. But I'll catch the listener up. Alabama Supreme Court ruled that frozen embryos are human beings and those who destroy them can be held liable for wrongful death. And the absence of clear guidance from any state or medical authority has allowed that ruling to create a climate of fear and uncertainty among Alabama providers. Now, what the Supreme Court did not state was whether criminal laws could be applied. And obviously, there's a possibility and a lot of providers are probably unwilling to take the risk for 
So they've eliminated giving, done away with providing care. I get it because of the okay. liability issue. And yeah. I'm sure they're like, well, hell, if I'm not going to be protected, I'm not doing it. Right. A lot of lawmakers inside the Alabama House, mm-hmm. mostly Republicans, Ooh, yeah, came up with all kinds of bills to propose civil and criminal immunity provided for in vitro fertilization goods and services in certain circumstances, except acts of omission that are intentional and not arising from or related to IVF services. Okay. So what happened on Wednesday, some of those bills are passing, but some of them are not being applied retroactively. Wow. House Bill 240, released Tuesday of this week, would change an amendment to the state constitution that supports that rights of unborn children to note that an extra uterine embryo is not an unborn child. So, so anyway, they're trying to they're trying to chip away at this reproductive freedom that has been has been a a, a tense issue for yes. quite some time. Yeah. Are we at the point where we can make some predictions about where this goes? Yeah. I will just read this in an article produced on Wednesday, said the U.S. Supreme Court is unlikely to review the Alabama ruling because it doesn't include an interpretation of the U.S. Constitution or federal law. Right. Now, that makes perfect sense to me. Yeah, so here's a prediction I'm going to make without even knowing. Well, you, you know how much I know about it. I saw the headline and went, wow, right. Hartley, why don't you talk about yeah. it? Yeah. So I'm going to make this prediction. Any Republican-led state legislature that does not already have this on their books will do something very similar because they'll use the Alabama Supreme Court ruling as a precedent. They're pretty sure that the Supreme Court's not going to hear it on a national level, so there's nothing to stop every state from going, we like that, we're going to do it here too. You think so? I would pretty much guarantee it. You are correct because other states, especially surrounding Alabama, Oh, how about how about surrounding and all the way up to Michigan? Yeah, okay. Uh, Let's just say lawmakers across the country. No, not the coast. Okay. I, I will bet you that map looks just like the electoral map. Okay. Everything in the middle that's red will duplicate that legislation. Okay, I'll take a look and at it. And everything that's outside that is blue on the presidential electoral map will fight the opposite direction to try to protect it. Okay. Oh, really? I think that's just where we're at as a country. Other lawmakers across, I won't say the country, but other lawmakers the in, in the country are fielding questions about whether they will work to protect IVF access on their own. So, And what I'm saying is I will bet the majority of Republican-led legislatures will adopt something similar, and the majority of Democratic-led state legislatures will adopt the opposite side of the legislation to try to make sure it's protected. That's my bet. Okay. I can now share with you and report the status Uh of fetal personhood legislation across the United States. I could be wrong already. So bills attempting to establish the same legal protections for a fertilized egg as a born person, also known as fetal personhood bills, have been introduced in at least 15 states. And I'll bet they're all between the coast. Four states already have federal personhood laws on the books. Arizona's law is temporarily blocked by a federal judge. Okay. So if you look at a map of the United States, there are two, four, six, eight, can I assume 12, these, these 13, are the ones with these have fetal inter- personhood? These have introduced bills. Uh-huh. This one has a law for personhood, but it's being currently blocked. I already okay. stated that, Arizona. Yep. And these three states, Missouri, Alabama, Georgia and, Alabama, and Georgia, have personhood law already in place. The other states have introduced bills for per- personhood laws, most of which, as Kevin has stated, basically, if you, just, if you uh, go through the middle of the United States, 
beginning in Utah, so just go straight across. Basically, it'd be I-70, wouldn't it? Yeah, Utah, close. Colorado, Kansas, Oklahoma has. That's not I-70, but no, close enough. But, but then well, Missouri, Iowa, Illinois, I, I, and Indiana. Uh-huh. So basically from Utah to Indiana, they either have a— Missouri is the only one that has a personhood law in place. Already on the books. Already on the books. The others have proposed it. Wow, we were leading. Missouri was leading. Missouri us. and Georgia. But I think was Alabama leading already and the and the Supreme Court ruled against it? Don't know when it all Or is out. that leading because of this? But I'll bet you if you take your fingers and you start at Texas and go north, yeah. all those states are going to adopt something similar. Going directly north from Texas, Oklahoma, Kansas, and Colorado already are already got it are already adopting they're they're so, proposing so we it. need Iowa they're proposing it Iowa's already proposing oh, we got it. it what about Nebraska Nebraska hasn't done anything yet South Dakota North Dakota will be in there and, and Montana and will not be yet. in there Wyoming will be in there did you already say them I did not they'll be in there these are all states run by Republican governors and legislatures so is it say is it just as you said that they're mirroring the red and blue that's my prediction now yeah, I'm not I'm not prepared to say good or bad I'm yeah. just saying I'll bet it mirrors the electorate. Uh, now, I failed to mention, for the sake of the listener, beyond that area that we just said, as you move toward the East Coast, South Carolina has proposed bills. Shocker. Florida has proposed bills. Shocker. West Virginia has proposed oh, bills. Oh, wow. What a shock. And the state- now You had New York lit up there. The state of New York and state of Massachusetts have introduced bills. Is their bill- To protect, to protect, fertilize, the to protect fetal- fertilized eggs. I'll be stunned if they pass. In New York and Massachusetts. Or bills protecting fetal personhood. I would I would guess, based on their political leaning, they would actually take the opposite tact and say, we're going to protect the parent's right to choose. And there may be something within the law that I don't understand that a pro-choice person would say, oh, no, I'm, I'm all for that. Just what you read to me sounds like that's more pro-life than pro-choice. If those terms are still what we use, I don't even know. I'm not sure if we... Well, I thought it I had think so. evolved. It has transitioned to other terminology. Yeah. Kind of like global warming is now climate change. Right. I did not cover anything about... it. Just I just realized we've been in this conversation. I didn't really cover it from a side of faith. We just talked about it more on the political side. Yes, that's true. I can just... You want to t- revisit that next episode? I could. Well, you have time to... I could. This will be our teaser. So this is just the introduction. We'll have to take time yeah. to digest it and kind of get our heads wrapped. Yeah, around. sure. It's yeah, still pretty fresh. That sounds great. That sounds All great. Right. We'll just say goodbye. Goodbye.